Linda Phils here. Welcome to my show, where I will be sharing with you the strangest secrets to spiritual and professional success and productivity. Now, here's why you want to listen. I'm a preacher's daughter who went from wearing hand-me-downs to giving people a hand up in life and in business. As a woman, a wife, a mom, and a glass ceiling smasher, business owner, dream resurrector, and coffee aficionado, I love working with men and women like you, from the boardroom to the classroom. I've met with adversity, met with success, and overcome a few obstacles along the way. I've learned the strangest secrets of how to succeed as one who is a spiritual professional, empowering anyone who wants to fulfill their calling in life. I'm here each week to share the strangest secrets to success with you. So let's get started. It has to do with impacting seven mountains of society. Um, how many of you are involved in government in any way, or at least you're really interested in it? Just raise your hand. Government. Okay, couple. Uh, so you're probably on city councils or commissions, and you pay close attention to that. You pray for the government. You care about the government. How many of you are in business in any way, shape, or form? You own a business or you work for a business? Okay, there's 33% of us, maybe. How many of you are educators, administrators, teacher's aides? Somehow you are involved in school. Schooling? Right there? Yep, got a school. Okay. How many of you devote your full time to your family? Okay, awesome. How many of you are full-time clergy or preachers? That is your uh, occupation. Okay, love it. Beautiful mix. Do you see how God has you divinely positioned throughout all of society? These seven mountains, some people call them seven spheres. Uh, They're the places that we just come and go from and do life, okay? And that's where we uh, encounter other people who actually need to see what Jesus looks like with skin on. And so in the past, we've had people um, take an approach with their marketplace where they just say, I'm going to try to invite everyone to the church dinner or try to get everyone to come to church with me on Sunday. That's a good thing. But if you're waiting for that to influence them, you've got a long, hard job and a very low success rate. But if you turn the lights on when you go into work Monday through Friday, if you're looking at somebody and really hearing their heart, if you're taking time to take a meal to someone who's been sick, if you're uh, just asking the Lord to help you be sensitive every day as you go to your church, as you take the church into the marketplace, do you see how much faster this thing could go? And so part of the problem is that we have gotten this wrong message. There's a couple of falsehoods I want to expose. One's the sacred versus secular falsehood. We, uh, in Western world have gotten the idea that those who work in the marketplace, and I'm just using marketplace as a broad term, you work somewhere and you're not um, a full-time preacher. That's the marketplace for the sake of our discussion today. We've gotten this idea that if we're out there, we are not in full-time ministry. How many of you have struggled with that argument at some point in your life? Okay, let's just be honest. And so uh, the falsehood is that the only full-time Christians are the preachers. Now, is that right? Okay. So when you start saying, you know what? I have a calling. Can you say that? I have a calling. It is in the marketplace, if that's you. Stand up if you're in the marketplace. Let me see who I'm talking to. If you work outside the church, 
somehow, some way. Okay, you guys and gals, say, I have a calling. I have a calling. It, is it is in the marketplace to bring God's presence, bring God's presence. in my place of assignment. Okay, now preachers, do y'all see these people? Now, y'all stay standing. Preachers, I need you to stand up and turn around and look at these people. I want you to extend your hand to them. Preachers are extending hands to the marketplace. And say, I bless you, preachers. I bless you in your full-time calling and assignment. Preachers, if y'all are preachers, y'all can do louder than that. Or else I'm not coming to your church. Okay, let's try that again. Pastors, ready? All right, look at these marketplace people. I bless you. you. In the name of the Lord. To fulfill your calling. In the marketplace. marketplace. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody sit down. And all God's people said. So when you start understanding you have a calling. That's huge. That's huge. Because you don't want to waste any time. You know, when God looks at you, when you sail into eternity, and uh, he looks at you, and he looks in your eyes, and he starts asking you about your life, you know what? All those people that tried to get you to do something else, they don't get to be there with you. They're not going to have a voice. The Lord's going to look at each one of us individually and say, what did you do with what I gave you? What did you do with what I called you to accomplish? And when I go, here's my thing. I want the Lord to say, girl, you may have tripped on the way in. You may have made a big mess. You may have not done it just right. But you know what? You attempted everything I had your name on. And um, that the Lord would say, well done, well done. You went for it. You went for it, girl. You went for it, man. And so this is what this is about. That's why there's a seriousness of the hour that we are in. Have you ever heard someone kind of uh, look at you and and, uh, they hear what you're doing? I'm going to use Roy and Isabella as an example. They're starting this school for training medical technicians. And what if somebody looks at them and and well-meaning perhaps, but not so informed from the ministry realm and says, you know what, Roy and Isabella, you'd be great ministers. You need to go to the mission field. You need to, uh, you need to do all these things. And Roy goes, no, but we got a, we got a school. Isabel is a pharmacist. We got a school. We're training people. We're doing our assignment. And so then the, the religious person says, well, that's awesome. Well, maybe what you could do is have a little Bible study at noon. Now, is there anything wrong with a Bible study at noon? It's a great thing. The things God calls you to do well include Bible study, but they go far beyond. Uh, God was working, Adam and Eve were working in the garden. God got it established, created the animals, handed them the work, and said, now take dominion, go do it, you go do it. And so um, I think dispelling this whole sacred versus uh, secular dilemma is critical, not only for you to own it, but for you to be able to help other people own it. When I look at you, I'm not just looking at each person. I'm thinking how many people are in your circle of influence, in your church, in your community, in your city. And so you are God's agent on assignment to take this thing out and understand that there's dignity in work. Did you know that the root of the word vocation is uh, vocari, Latin vocari, which means to call, to call. So just say with me, my work is a calling. 
Yeah. And so what you want to do is you want to run in your calling, not the calling of the person next to you. And you want to find out from the Lord validation of this is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm going to do it. This is my assignment. And you want to run in what I call your power alley. So you want to be equipped. And so what happened a while ago? The preacher stood up and they exemplified Ephesians 4 by just giving you a word of blessing, didn't they? Okay. How'd that feel? Do you like that? Do you feel seen all of a sudden? Do you feel a little more like hold your head up? Like, yeah, I am going to be an occupational therapist. I am going to be a psychologist, you know, and and this is my calling. Um, Millennials, I'm going to sprinkle in some facts about millennials today because we have a large emphasis on that as the Lord has highlighted the need to launch millennials. And um, millennials get this. They have a sense of calling. They know, I love media. I want to make movies. They know, I want to write Uh, I love music. I want to teach. I want to build a school. Millennials get this. They're not so plagued with the calling thing. And we need to get over that, uh, baby boomers and others that are older than that generation so that you don't hold them back with false paradigms. And so now, wow, what is this calling? It's, It's more than getting in the car and coming and going every day to a Monday through Friday, nine to five. It is that. It, it is praying for the people that you're going to see when you get there. It is doing that Bible study, however you're going to do it. It's primarily engaging with the holy. When you begin to unpack the awesome, holy nature of your calling and that God has you on assignment. Everybody say, I'm on assignment. That changes how do you go to work every day. That changes what happens when you get to work. That changes how you solve problems. That changes how you treat the people in your workplace. Now, it doesn't mean you have to get up on the cafeteria table and preach the word of God. Uh, we've been our own worst enemy so many times trying to do this thing of being a Christian in the marketplace, and we've gotten a lot of weirdness out there because of it. It's simply uh, going to work with the presence of God on you and bringing peace in a meeting, bringing resolution to a conflict, bringing a God solution to a problem. The language you use, you will get very adept at modifying for the, per- for the listener. It's God who can fix the heart. It's the Holy Spirit who will give you grace and wisdom. It's not a formula either. And um, a lot of people I talk to about these kinds of ministries, they're like, oh, so you do this, this, and this program. You do this, this, and this Bible study. All those things are great, but it's not just that. It's something that's going to happen in here, in you. It is engaging. What is engaging? It's talking. It's back and forth. It's being in a meeting and operating on several levels. I've been in board meetings where I've got an agenda and I've got proposals being laid out and people in uh, corporate sector and educational sectors working on uh, curriculum plans to solve employment needs. It's a God thing. It's holy. The work is holy. And I'm praying as I work and God's guiding me as I work. And he shows you how bold to be or how undercover to be in every situation because he is the Holy Spirit. And you will watch incredible things happen. I don't have time to unpack my whole story about that today, but it's included in a lot of my teaching. In fact, God gave me a 12-year experience really as a prototype for uh, times such as this. 
that I could lay out for you uh, how it worked for me. It's a story. You'll see some things in it that apply to you. You'll see some things in it that you're going to tweak and they'll work a little differently. But it all starts with engaging with the holy. Who's going to do the great exploit? The people who know their God. Who's going to know their God? The people who talk to him. The people who pray to him. People who sit before him. The people that unpack the word with the Holy Spirit to say, what is God saying over our region and at this time? And so engaging with the holy is a lifestyle. It's not a scheduled activity. And so it's every day rolling out of bed. Oh, God, what do you want to do today? Oh, God, let's look at these problems coming up. These kids who need provision. These students who need learning. These people who need jobs. The uh, banner over my home county in Texas prior to moving to Kansas City eight years ago. The banner over that community means the arms of God. And the county is Brazosport County, and there's the Brazos River that runs through. I had a large corporate learning center institution that I got to create and run. And one day I heard an economic development director in in this building say, Brazos means the arms of God. And I was like, yes, that's right. And our institution was serving the arms of God, educating people, bringing them into a profession, giving them a way to make a living. Uh, There were people in adults in jobs who learned skills with reading and application that actually a side benefit was they could do homework with their kids at night. And and there were just uh, people that would come in the building in this public institution, and I, I used to like to watch them walk in because there was just a holy hush over the building. Some didn't know what it was, but it invited them into what? The presence of God. Why? Because it's a Christian organization? No. Not by name, but was run by a praying woman. So all of you have that opportunity in the way that it should work out in your assignment available to you. And what I want to do today is paint a picture for how you can step into that. And I also want to show you how you can help millennials step into it. Did you know that by 2025, millennials will be 75% of the workforce? So things are going to work a little differently. Get your blueprints from God. Back up just one second, if we can. Get your blueprints from God. David inquired of the Lord how to go into battle. You remember that? And sometimes the Lord said, send the singers out first. Sometimes the Lord said, listen for the sound of the marching in the top of the mulberry trees. It wasn't just cookie cutter. But David was a key governmental figure who was doing what? Inquiring of the Lord. It's about a dialogue. It's about engaging with the holy. So can it be, just think about this, can it be that a man or a woman available to God, everybody say, I'm available to God, God. um, may synergistically partner with him. Now, what in the world does that mean? Synergistically, dynamically, what's the only constant anymore? Change. Got to be a live link here. You can't just get a plan and run with it the rest of your life. You're going to have some core principles that serve you well, some core verses that you're going to operate with, but you got to be fast on your feet. You got to be adaptable. You got to be ready to move. You got to be fluid. The world is changing. The world is a different place. If you are not so connected to the holy, if you are not so in tune with what the Lord is wanting you to do and remaining that 
in connection with the Lord, you're not going to be able to navigate well in the days to come. We will not do great exploits for a God we hardly know. So getting to know God, that's a lifetime assignment. And so as you work with that, you're going to partner with God in your work, which is your calling to bring transformational results from heaven to earth. We hope you're loving the Linda Field Show and that these ideas are helping you succeed day by day. We know you're busy and don't always get the resources you need to grow in your development as a spiritual professional. That's why Linda has created True Tribe, a community of learning for men and women who are ready to experience God-made success. You can access helpful classes and put your learning to work by getting started today for just $1. Come on over to truetribe.org join and get what's waiting for you inside True Tribe. See you over at truetribe.org slash join.